is powerful. Prayer can change things, not only in your life, but other people's lives. We're going to be talking about this this episode. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Life is Jesus Christ with Sean Paul. Make sure you subscribe to stay connected. We pray your life in Christ be supercharged with today's message. Hello, Sean Paul with Life is Jesus Christ. Thank you again for joining me in this episode. We're going to continue this series in developing intimacy with God. And we've been talking about 11 steps to creating intimacy with God. We talked about making a commitment to the Lord. We talked about uh, setting prioritization. Um, is, and then also we uh, talked about choosing a quiet time with God as far as a quiet place. Now we're going to be talking about prayer. What is prayer and how can we pray effectively in our lives? Prayer is powerful. Prayer can change things. And I'm telling you, many times over, people feel like they're they're praying. They feel like, yes, they're communicating with God, but they still question, is it actually going to change something? And I promise you, prayer can change many things in our lives. So we need to learn to how to pray effectively. So let's go ahead and talk about prayer today. You know, prayer is powerful in the sense of thinking that while billions of prayers may ascend to God each day, untold billions of messages come from Him to us. You know, this is so powerful to think that we serve that big a God that He can handle billions of prayers coming to Him and He can answer all those prayers as well. So see, He answers these prayers intimately with us. So that's how big of a God he he is in our lives, that we can have that much intimacy with him, even though there are billions of prayers coming at him at one time. You know, we find our strength in prayer. I don't know about you, but, you know, there's times that I will uh, face opposition, circumstances in our lives, and no matter what, I can go to prayer and it can give me strength. I can go to prayer and I can get direction from God. I can go to prayer and he's going to speak to me and lead me and guide me. And that's how important prayer should be in our lives. That no matter what situation we're going or, uh, going in our lives, no matter if it's good or bad, we should learn to go to prayer. See, Jesus is a great example of prayer. Jesus was uh, a man, man of God, that was a man of prayer. And you shouldn't say, oh, well, that was Jesus. No, that is example to who we should be and how we should walk upon this earth is, is to be the example. Jesus is the example of that. We should be following after him. We should be living a life, a pattern after Jesus. And Jesus was a man of prayer. You know, he found strength in solitude of prayer, intimate fellowship with the Father. He heard from the Father. He listened to the Father. He followed the Father. And many times this came through spending time with Him in prayer. You know, prayer is where we intimately encounter God and God encounters us. You know, in such an encounter, transformation embeddedly happens. See, we are transformed and changed in the time of prayer. I don't know about you, but I've seen myself grow in the 33 years you know, today we were coming home and I was just thinking about, uh, you know, uh, some things. And, you know, I was sharing with my wife some things as far as ministry wise. And there's some situations arising as far as some people that's making some commitments uh, to us as far as for ministry, but they're not fulfilling their commitments. 
Now, before, see, I would jump all over it. I'd say, well, you know, I'm going to have a conversation with him and we're going to deal with this. But see, I learned to just walk with God, listen to God, and then allow God to say, wait a minute, you're not seeing the full full spectrum of what they're dealing with. You need to consider everything. So see, these things come in prayer, spending time with God, saying, God, you know, what about this situation? What about this person as far as, you know, we, we, you know, we, we're looking for a commitment from them, but they're not fulfilling it. And then God would walk me through and say, wait a minute, did you consider this? Did you consider that? When you go over here and talk to them, you listen to them. They're going to share this. They're going to share that. And sure enough, I'm learning in prayer on how to work through situations. So see, prayer should be changing our lives. We should be seeing ourselves being changed on a consistent, constant basis as we're spending time in prayer with the Lord. Amen. So see, a loving God responds to our prayers. He attends to our prayers. He listens to our prayers. Amen. Now, you know, I want to be careful you know, because uh, the Bible does say the prayers of the uh, that God does not hear the prayers of the unrighteous. You know, to me, the righteous is those that are redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Those that have made a commitment to Jesus that he is Lord in our lives. And we faithfully serve the Lord and the Lord is a part of our lives. You know, you can't haphazardly say, oh, yeah, I serve God, but live like hell and then say, you know, but God hears my prayers, you know, and I don't want to get into all the nuances, but I'm just saying this. If you know in your heart that you know the Lord is the Lord of your life and you put him first in your life, never question if God is not attending to your prayers because he's always attending to your prayers. And then the only other thing that I would like to encourage you in this is what it, you know, if we're going to talk about this and maybe I should hold my tongue because it is a part of, of my conversation uh, as far as on prayer, but Let's examine our attitudes as we go into prayer too. You know, again, I want to be very careful because I don't want you to feel like, you know, well, if I don't go into prayer exactly perfect, God's not going to listen to me. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm just saying is, you know, if, you know, like, let's just, just think about your children. And, you know, I know that we are, you know, uh, we're not God, you know, as far as in our children's lives. But when they come to complain and cry and moan, you know, are you going to be real attentive to that? And again, I'm not saying that God is, you know, you know, obviously God is much better uh, than us. God is um, more uh, stable, more loving, more caring uh, than we are. But I do question, you know, if we go to God with the wrong heart, wrong attitude, is it going to hinder our time in prayer? So to me, I think we should be going to prayer with faith in our heart, hope in our heart, encouragement in our heart, knowing that we're going to God, that he's listening to us. He wants to spend time with us. He wants to answer our prayers. He wants to be there for us. And so see, we should have this attitude in our hearts that he is attending our prayers. Amen. And then conversation and communion with God are inseparable. You know, it's, it's, it's one in one, you know, the ingredients of a rich, rewarding prayer experience is that we are going to converse with God. We're going to listen to God. We're going to have God speak to our hearts. Uh, I'm not saying audible voice. I'm not saying that he can't speak to us audibly, but I would probably venture to say it's very minimal as far as, as in audible voice. I've heard God's audible voice one time in 33 years. 
There are people, yes, they have heard the audible voice of God. But what I'm saying is, is when he speaks to us, it's like a still small voice in our spirits. We can hear him. He speaks to us through the word. Amen. So see, God uh, wants to do the same thing in our lives as individual Christians. He wants a deeper, uh, develop a deeper, more intimate relationship with us. He wants to he- us to hear uh, his voice as in the word of God speaking through his word in our lives. As we read his word, it is speaking. He is speaking to us. Yes, man wrote the Bible, but it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit inspired man to write those verses. So that is God speaking to us. Amen. See, he wants us to trust in his promises, his promises in the word. He has made promises to us and he has fulfilled those through his son, Jesus, upon the cross. All promises in the word of God is ours to walk in and operate in and to live in. Amen. He wants us to learn to depend on his grace and live by his spirit. And again, this is all through living a life of prayer, living a life of communication with God. And I shared last time how important it is to prioritize a life of prayer to prioritize a time of prayer in your life. And I believe as you do that, again, like I said last time, and I'll say again, you are saying to God, you are important in my life. I need you. I need to spend this time with you. And you're prioritizing in your own life and saying, this is important to me. I must fulfill this time of prayer, I must make it important. I must be intentional about a time of prayer in my life. Amen. So also too, you know, we talk about again, spending a specific time of prayer. If you're a morning person, then uh, then spend time with God in the morning. If you're an evening person, spend time with God in the evening. I can't go to prayer in God with God in the evening. I will fall asleep. I'm one of these guys. I'm busy from morning to night. I'm busy to the to the time of going to bed. Maybe I did spend a little bit of time on on the couch watching some TV and being with my wife. I really I'm not one of these guys that hang around the TV much. But again, when I get ready to go to bed, I am tired. And see, I'm ready to go to bed. My wife's a night owl. She loves to stay up until 2 in the morning, 1 in the morning, whatever it may be. I get up in the middle of the night and go to the restroom. I look down into the living room and she's still there. <laughs> you know, I can't do that. That's not who I am. So I love getting up I, as far as in the morning and spending time with God. That's That's my mojo time. That's my time to spend with God. But I will say this, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, never stop praying. I mean, so do we walk around and all day long and pray? No, that's not what it's saying. At least to me, that's not what I take it as. But what I take it as is be unceasing in prayer, praying uh, perseveringly, you know, persevere in your prayers, continuously pray. You know, to me, uh, and I think it was, uh, yes, I shared it on the other video where I had to go to the store and buy some fiber. I just got done talking to a nutritionist about, you know, I'm just wanting to tweak my my uh, eating habits and the things that I'm doing. And so she talked about getting some more fiber in your life. So I went to the store and I was examining all this fiber 
you know, there's different types of fiber on the market. And I was looking at, I was prayerfully looking at it. I wasn't like in a, in a, you know, humanistic way reasoning my to myself of why I should buy this one over this one. No, I was saying, Lord, show me which one should I buy? See, to me, that's persevering in prayer. That's praying unceasingly. That's continuously praying. You know, like, uh, uh, I saw a situation uh, on social media about how they were persecuting Christians in Pakistan. I prayed over those Christian believers. I prayed for them. See, that's continuously praying unceasingly. You're looking for opportunities to pray. You're looking for opportunities to communicate with the Lord. Amen. So see, it's an all-day thing as far as I'm concerned. See, to me, that's relational. You know, I don't talk to my wife one time in in the day. I don't say, okay, I'm going to talk to you at 9 a.m. every morning, and we're going to do this for probably about 10, 15, maybe 30 minutes, and then that's it. I'm not going to talk to you the rest of the day. It doesn't work that way. I talk to my wife continuously all day long. We work together. We're in a ministry together. So see, we're continually together. I continually talk to her. I'm in. So see, that's what we need to do. We need to have this heart. You know, the Lord is in your heart by the Holy Spirit. He's there. He's present in your life on a consistent, constant basis. So you should find yourself wanting to communicate with him on a continuous basis. Now, uh, you know, First Thessalonians NLT version says never stop praying. But the Amplified version says be unceasing in prayer, praying perseveringly. I mean, so what is persevering? Well, I tied that to James 5.16b. Uh, the scripture says the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power, produces wonderful results. I mean, so part of effective prayer is not giving up, but persevering. I mean, see, we should be devoted to prayer. You know, I remember uh, I was praying to the Lord because we were kind of uh, wanting to do some more things for the kingdom of God, but it required money. You know, uh, a lot of people think that ministry runs on nothing, but it takes money to run ministry. And so that's why we should give it to the kingdom of God. We should find uh, 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 things that people are doing for the kingdom of God, and we should be behind them, not only in prayer, but also financial support. Amen. So see, I was praying for some new donors, some new people to be a part of what we're doing. And you know, uh, for the longest time, I've really never took it to God in prayer. I know that sounds dumb, but I just really didn't. But I decided to consistently pray about it to the Lord that he would move on people's hearts to be a part of what we're doing uh, in the kingdom of God as far as in the mission field. Lo and behold, guess what? Partners, prayer, uh, financial partners began to show up as far as in our ministry and started giving into our ministry. And we were able to expand our radio ministry. We were able to expand Life is Jesus Christ into an actual website. And today, because of that, we are now ministered to pastors in other areas of the world. And we're going to continue to pray for those financial partners and continue to expand around the world in various areas and various ways to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. I mean, so prayer is changing things. Prayer does change things. And we need to be consistently praying and uh, persevering in prayer as well. We need to stand our ground on what we are praying for. I mean, 
You know, we are going to face opposition in our prayers. Sometimes the devil's going to say, you know what? I'm going to challenge you in that prayer. And I'm going to try to discourage you in that prayer. See, you got to learn to stand your ground. You got to hold out and endure. We're talking about persevering. We, uh, you know, it says to maintain a belief or a course of action in the face of opposition. I mean, to maintain a belief or a course of action in the face of opposition, stand your ground and hold out and endure. I'm in, I'm just reading some definitions to stay in place beyond an expected point of time. You know, how long are you willing to pray? Are you willing to outlast the devil's expectations? And you know, I'm going to share something with you. Uh, years ago, I'd struggled with something in my body as far as health-wise. And I just believe in professing and confessing the Word of God, confessing that Word of God over your life. And you know, you know, the Word of God says, by His stripes ye were healed. It's not, you might be healed. It says, you were healed. And that is upon the cross. We received our healing upon the cross. So see, to me, it would be saying, you know, in Jesus' name, I bind this sickness in my body. I come against you right now. I was healed 2,000 years ago upon the cross through the stripes of Jesus Christ. So see, to me, I am going to outlast the devil's expectation. I'm going to continue to speak God's word. I'm going to continue to profess it and say it's alive and real in my life. But I can tell you this, through struggling in prayer and waiting on the physical manifestation, I get discouraged. I give up. I would stop professing that. I would stop speaking that over my life and see the devil go, okay, he didn't last. He didn't last long. You know, and that was his expectation. He's like, you know what? He's done it before. And, and, you know, he's just going to do it again. But see, guess what? I got wise to that and I learned how to overcome. I learned how to speak against the sicknesses in my body through reading books written by ministers of the gospel. I learned how to speak and come against sickness in my body. And now, see, I learned how to overcome the, uh, how to outlast the devil's expectations in my life. So see, to me, we need to learn to stand strong in the face of opposition or whatever we may be facing and pray against it, come against it. Now, that doesn't mean that you are doubting and you just keep on saying it over and over and you're being repetitious, but there's no faith in it. You don't have no faith in what you're saying. You just keep on just saying it over and over. I'm in. And there's just absolutely no results at all because there's no faith involved. So see, we got to put faith into action by speaking God's word, by professing God's word, by standing on his promises and standing uh, and coming against whatever's coming against you in your life. And as you do that, you will see God move in your life. It's not going to God and saying, when are you going to get this done? Your word says this, but you're not doing anything. No, that's doubt. No, you just continually say, thank you, Jesus. I prayed against this sickness uh, last week. I know that the physical manifestation has not taken place, but I know it's mine in the spirit. I know I have it. I know I have health and life in my body. I know the sickness is gone. I know it's bound because God's word says it's true. By his stripes, I was healed upon the cross. I claim that promise over my life. See, that's faith. That's faith in operation. And, you know, uh, I remember uh, 
probably a couple of days ago, I was having nauseous. I what I did is I took some other fiber. We're talking about fiber. You know, I took some fiber and it didn't settle with me well. And my stomach was nauseous. And I was laying on my bed and I just I prayed over myself. I come against the nauseousness and I and I just jumped up immediately in the name of Jesus. It was just like an action step, as in meaning you're not going to hold me back. I'm going to move on throughout my day. This nauseousness is gone now. I bind in the name of Jesus. And I took an act of faith. See, faith without works is dead. And I just started marching right out of my room. And guess what? Just totally forgot all about that in my stomach. It was totally 100% gone. Amen. So see, that's, that's, that's prayer in action. Faith in action. Amen. And that's what we need to do. We need to back up our words of what we say and have action behind it. Amen. So it's just a, you know, just let's look at this, you know, enduring in prayer is kind of like a farmer who planted his seed in the ground. See, he waits patiently for the harvest. You know, I've got plants. I talked about that before. I love plants. I got plants in my office. I got plants in my house. I got plants outside. See, I love seeing plants. I love, I don't grow like crops. I just basically grow, you know, uh, plants, bushes and flowers and things like that. I love plants. So see, I like seeing the results of it. My daughter got me a plant probably about a couple months ago. And a little, it was just a little, little, you know, little thing. There's probably about four or five sprouts. Now this thing is just growing like crazy. See, I love that. So see, it's just wait patiently. You know, I'm waiting patiently for this thing just to grow more that I can clip it and then I can, uh, you know, grow more roots and then replant that and have multiple of these type of plants. So see, I like that. So see, you know, the farmer doesn't see the immediate results. Like I don't see the immediate results in the plants that I grow, you know, uh, and then, but he knows that he must take time to to take care of his crops. I was watching a video the other day how this new machine, because uh, when I was a kid, I grew up, you know, we walked beans. That's what we called it, walking beans. And we would go through the farmer's field and take out all the weeds, and he would pay us for that. And it's kind of the same thing in, in uh, cornfields. But there was this machine that would go down. It would sense what what weeds were there and it would actually uh, electrocute the the weeds and they would die i thought that was pretty cool so see a farmer needs to consistently take care of his crops <clears throat> you know fertilize it whatever it may be you need to prune it whatever it may be i'm in so see we we need to do the same thing and during in prayer we may not see the immediate answers to our petitions but we got to know that God answered immediately. The prayer is on the way. It's being answered. It's being done. Amen. It is ours in the name of Jesus. Kind of like how Daniel prayed a certain prayer and he had to wait. Uh, he had to wait some time for that prayer. I believe it was 21 days, you know, and he had to wait for that prayer to be answered. Amen. So see, he didn't give up. He didn't give up in his prayer. And then when the angel came, he said, hey, look, Immediately we answered your prayer, but I had to fight the angels coming to give you the answer. I'm in. Sure. So, but we must trust God that He's working behind the scenes. I'm in. We just know that we know. It's like you know, if you pray for a certain situation, like maybe a, a, a raise. Well, your boss isn't going to come in your office and knock on the door five minutes later and say, "Oh, by the way, I just had this perception in my heart that I need to give you a raise." 
Maybe it might happen that way once in a while, but I believe it's a process. <clears throat> I believe that the Holy Spirit's got to speak to him. I believe that the company has to maybe do better and profit. Whatever it may be, God's got to work those things out. Amen. So see, you got to know that God is working behind the scenes. I've read books where they've talked about how they were trying to sell a house. They couldn't sell a house. The house was on the market for such a long time. And then the person got a revelation that they're not necessarily praying correctly. So they learn to pray correctly, call in that buyer, uh, pray that if they have a house to sell, they sell their house, whatever it may be. And finally, within matter of mo you know days, whatever it was, they had a full-blown contract on their house. And in closing... The buyer said, you know what? I've been wanting to buy your house for years, but but we always had opposition. And the final thing was we just couldn't sell our house and we just finally sold our house. So see, it all comes down to just understanding that God is working behind the scenes and you got to trust that and know that he is working on your behalf. Amen. So see, God is bringing blessings to you. He's bringing a harvest to you. You just got to understand that. And then the farmer must tend his crops, water, protecting it from harmful elements. See, we must continually tend to our prayers, nurture our prayers by reading the word, by uh, standing in faith, by, uh, uh, you know, continually looking on how we can operate better in our time of prayer. You know, uh, uh, you know, there's a book that I read. I don't remember exactly the name, name of the book, but it, by, but it was by uh, Andrew Womack uh, and, and, you know, uh, he was talking about powerful prayer and, and 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 how we need to learn to pray correctly. You know, I'm not talking about it's like a mysterious, mysterious system. It's quite simple on how to pray, but we need to learn how to pray powerfully, pray correctly. And so what I'm saying is that's how you're tending over your prayers. You're learning how to pray correctly. Amen. So see, God is always working behind the scenes to see that our prayers are being answered. You know, I'm in. So see, we need to see our uh, uh, answers through. Uh, you know, I didn't say pray in doubt and ask over and over. We're not talking about that. I'm in. So again, I said earlier and I'll say again, effective praying per perseveres in praying God's word. I'm in. We got to learn to read his word, know what his promises stay, stand on his promises, remind God of his promises, thank him to fulfilling your promises. See, these are things that we need to do for powerful prayer. Again, it's not about going to the prayer closet, whining and crying, praying over and over and over. It's just not going to work. I mean, God, uh, we cannot please God without faith. God is moved by faith. I mean, so see, when we go to the prayer closet and we're praying his word by faith, knowing his word is true, knowing what he says he will fulfill, guess what? That moves God. Amen. And then we need to pray with a sincere heart, expressing our desires and struggles and gratitude to God. But attitude does matter. And I said I was going to talk about this. Uh, attitude does matter. But I just looked at time and we are out. Uh, of time right now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick this up next time is that uh, our attitude in prayer matters. Our attitude in prayer will change the results of our prayers. So let's go ahead and pray. Father in Jesus name, I pray for all those that are listening that they will uh, that they will take heart of what I said and they will apply it to their lives. They'll see that you are moving 
in their lives, they'll see that you are answering prayer, that they'll be patient, they'll allow and know that you are working behind the scenes to answer their prayers. Thank you, Father God, that you are moving and operating their lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And then just finally, those that are listening, those that don't know God, those that have not made Jesus the Lord of their lives, those that have not invited Jesus in their heart, it's so simple. Uh, and I believe there are people that are listening that wants to do this. It's simple. Uh, Romans uh, 10, 9, 10 simply says that you need to believe that Jesus died upon the cross. He shed his blood for your salvation, for your sins. His blood washes your sins away. And he was buried and rose three days later. If you can confess that and believe that and make him the Lord of your life, you have eternal life. It's simply a saying, Jesus, thank you for dying upon the cross. Thank you. And I believe that you're that you shed your blood for my salvation, for my sins. You were buried. You rose again three days later. I believe that. And I invite you into my heart. I make you Lord of my life. Thank you that you forgive me of my sins. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And thank you that you have. And help me to live this life for you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. It's a simple prayer. You have eternal life. You are now a child of God. Now seek a place to be discipled and grow and serve. And that is called the house of God, a local church. Find a pastor, somebody that you can submit your life to and help them build the kingdom of God. God bless you. Again, thank you for watching. Stay tuned. We have so much more coming. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Sean Paul here, and I just want to thank you so much for tuning in. My heart is that you find the life Jesus Christ has for you, that you truly become fulfilled in Him. And make sure you subscribe and stay tuned because we have a lot more coming. God bless you.